I'd like to begin by wishing all of my virtual parish a, a very happy Easter. Um, I think we've certainly been through somewhat of a nightmarish Lent. We all, um, I think, have been well, very well prepared this year for the graces of Easter. I especially want to, to thank all of the servers um, the, and the Scola members and the, the ladies who prepared the, um, the flowers and, and other things, all of their hard work, um, especially the, the Scola and the servers because we have such a reduced team. Um, there were more work was required, fewer people. And a, and a very special thanks for, for those who have been able to put together um, the live streaming, our, our cameraman who's been faithfully present at all these ceremonies and making it possible for um, these ceremonies to be, to be broadcast online. And so uh, for our parishioners to still say, stay somewhat connected with what's going on at our proper church, it's nice to, to have a live stream of the ceremonies in the church uh, to which you go to, especially a church as beautiful as ours. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. My dear faithful, in this past month, we have been subjected, or perhaps um, have just simply seen some very curious spectacles, perhaps spectacles we've, we've not seen in the duration of our entire life. Spectacles where we go to the store and we look at the shelf and, and we don't find any food on the shelf, um, we don't find any toilet paper, we don't find any, any disinfectant. And I was, I was even told by, by Father Harbor that he went to Walmart and he tried to find, so get some thread, and there was not even thread to be bought in the Walmart. And the fact that the, the highways are, are empty, everyone is, is staying home, not everybody, but, but many people are staying home. And the point of all this, the point of all the, the social distancing, the point of emptying the shelves and ostensibly as well, removing toilet paper, is to achieve an other end. These, these things that are done are not an end in themselves, they are a means. They are uh, meant to achieve something else. And the whole point is the preservation of life. People want to live. They're very desirous of living. They want food off of the shelves and into their homes so they can eat the food, especially if there's no food left. They might have some in their home and be able to sustain their life. They want thread for cloth in order to make masks for their mouth so they don't breathe in poisonous things and so protect their lives. They want disinfectant to clean their hands so their hands don't uh, pick up some germs and they contract disease. And again, they want to stay home so they don't come into contact with someone else who might have a disease and so again, protect their lives. Because life is very valuable. It's extremely valuable. Should I say it's one of the most important things in life? Life is one of the most important things in life. 
It is the very thing which we live for to maintain our life. And I think there's two things that are to be remarked about this situation, about this spectacle of everyone really looking to maintain their own lives in the face of a pandemic that is afflicting the world. The first thing to re be remarked is, is something very obvious, and that is that no matter how many means you acquire, whether it be your toilet paper, or your disinfectant, or your food to, to stock your own home, these means for the preservation of life are necessarily temporary and are necessarily ultimately inadequate. Death will always win out in the end, no matter what you do. It's kind of like running from a bear. You know that bears are faster than human beings. And if you're, if you're running from a bear and you have a few fish with you, you can run and you can throw the fish periodically, throw a fish and the bear gets distracted if you're in Canada and he eats the fish for a little while, but then he realizes, he remembers what he was doing, he was chasing you, he goes back on the chase. So you bought some time by throwing the fish down, and you've only got so many fish, and eventually the bear is going to catch up with you. And so it is with this life. We all know that we can stave off disease and death for a while, but eventually it will catch up with us and it will get us. The second thing to be remarked, beside this, the fact that no matter how much stuff you have, eventually you will have to die, we will all have to die. The second thing is the fact that no one of us has access to life itself. We only have access to means that help preserve life but no one of us can grab life. Imagine being able to buy life. You went to the store and you weren't buying disinfectant to preserve your life or food to sustain your life, but there was a package of life itself. You somehow purchase a year of life or two years of life. And because you could buy that, you wouldn't want anything else. You wouldn't need anything else. You would not need food. You would not need thread. You would not need toilet paper. You would just buy yourself a package of life, a lease on life. Because you wouldn't need the means anymore. You would have the end, the whole purpose. You wouldn't need the means to the end when you have the end. Think about what it would be like to have access to life itself. What a dream to be able to acquire life, purchase life, own in a sense life and its duration. But we Catholics, we know that this is not a dream. It's a reality. We do not have access to something that sustains life 
or protects life. We do have access to something that is life. We can gain life itself. Not the means to life, but the very life. And on this Easter Sunday, it is precisely this that we are celebrating, the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ is the life and that he proved that to us by his resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. What our Lord is saying is that he is different from us. He explains this difference in John chapter 5. As the Father has life in himself, even so he has given to the Son to have life in himself. We do not have lives in ourselves. We have life from others. We all receive life from our parents. And they didn't have life from themselves either. They received life from their parents. And there's no one in the entire human race who has life in himself or herself. No human being has a life that is not received from another. But our Lord has life in himself. His life is not borrowed from another source. His life is not caused by another. He does not receive life. His very existence is life. And this is one of the reasons why he is eternal. For him to be and to live is one and the same thing. When you have life of yourself, you have causal power over life. You own life. Anyone who would have such a power could give himself life if he ever died. He could never actually lose life in such a way that he could not have it back whenever and however he wanted. When you have life of yourself, you also have the ability to communicate life to others. Because you have that total causal power over life, because you own life, having life of yourself, you can give life to others. You can give it as you wish, how you wish, when you wish. The first of these things, the fact that someone who has life of himself could give himself life, even if he died, our Lord shows us on the day of his resurrection. He raises himself from the dead. No one walked to the tomb of our Lord and said, Jesus, come forth. No one commanded the power of God. No one worked a miracle. He raised himself up from the dead. He comes out of the tomb by his own power. The second thing, that when you have life of yourself, you can communicate life to others. Our Lord promises us that over and over. He tells us over and over again in the Gospel of John that he will give us life. 
As the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he will. This is what he says in John chapter 5. In John chapter 6, This is the will of my Father who sent me, that whoever beholds the Son and believes in him shall have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. And later on in that same chapter, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert and have died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that if anyone eat of it, he will not die. I am the living bread that has come down from heaven. If anyone eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. When we see people around the world frantically chasing after life, when we know that these pursuits, while good, are only ultimately temporary, because death will get us in the end, and when we know that life itself is accessible to the whole world in our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to share our Easter joy with the entire world. We want to proclaim to the entire world that they can have access, not to means to preserve life, not to defenses to ward off disease, but life itself, the very life. We want to put forward our Lord Jesus Christ as the ultimate cure of the coronavirus, as the ultimate cure of any sickness whatsoever, because he is the cure of something that no doctor will ever find the cure for. He is the cure of death. He puts death to death. And so death has no power over him or over those to whom he gives life. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. O fearful world, O terrified world, of course we must fight against death as best we can. But death will come eventually. You can put it aside for a time, but it will eventually win out. And then, what will you do? How will you cure death itself? Do you have any remedy for that? What is your plan B when death comes, as it must? Go to the one who has life in himself. Believe in him, love him, serve him, and you will never die. In the same Gospel of St. John, there is a very beautiful story, and I think I should speak about it as well to conclude this sermon. 
Because we must not just reflect upon the world in its reaction to the coronavirus, but we must also do an examination of our own conscience. We have to reflect on our own faith. It's so easy for us to look out on the world and scratch our head at the mad rush for toilet paper. But the coronavirus has a way of not only revealing the world's lack of faith, but our own lack of faith. We must increase our faith in this time of a worldwide pandemic. And the story that I'm referring to is our Lord's raising of Lazarus. You know the story so well. Our Lord was away from the home of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. They were his close friends. He was at a distance, a day's journey, a few days' journey, and they sent a note to him, and they said, Lord, the one whom thou lovest is sick. But our Lord did nothing. Our Lord let Lazarus die did not cure him. He let the sickness that was in Lazarus work all of its evil in his body to the point to where it took his life. And then our Lord goes to Bethany, where Martha and Mary are in mourning. He arrives four days after the death of Lazarus. Martha hears about his coming. She goes out to meet him. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. It's as if she's saying, well, now that he's dead, there's nothing that can be done. We've reached the point to where your power does not extend. Perhaps you're like a great doctor who can heal people who are very ill. Once they die, there's nothing that can be done. Not even you, Lord, can do anything at that point. Your power is exhausted. You're not someone who can give life to whomever he wants. Our Lord has to correct Martha. He has to strengthen her faith. She does not believe strongly enough in the fact that our Lord owns life. He is the source of all life. So he says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? A direct question about her own faith. And this is my question to you on this Easter Sunday of 2020. Do you believe? that our Lord Jesus Christ is 
the life. That through him, you don't obtain a means for sustaining life, or preserving life. You get life itself. When the entire world is in a state of shutdown so that life can be preserved, we have to ask ourselves about our belief, the strength of our belief in our Lord Jesus Christ. Do we believe that He alone has life in Himself and that He alone has the cure to death? He is the bread of life. He is the word of life. He is life itself. If we believe this, will we not desire Him much more than we desire food or toilet paper or face masks? If we believe this, will not our hopes and desires be much more rooted in the supernatural than the natural? In what lasts, than what passes away. In the life of the soul, that will never die, rather than the life of the body, which one day will be placed in the tomb. If we believe this, if we live according to this faith, we shall not die forever. This world will pass away, but we will live on. Millions of lives will be lost in the course of time. It's just part of our human condition, but our own life will endure forever because we will possess the antidote to death itself. Whoever beholds the Son and believes in Him shall have everlasting life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.